Parshas Kitaitse Shvi, Pasuk Yudalad. Loi Sashoik Sochir Oni Veevyen. You shall not withhold the wages of a worker who is an Oni, who is poor, or an Evyoin, who is destitute, Meyachecha, either from your brothers, Oi Megercha, or from the strangers, Asher Ba'artzecha, who live in your land, Bisharecha, in your gates. Loi Sashoik Sochir. You shall not withhold the, say, the wages of a worker. So Rashi asks, kvar kosuv, but this hadn't it yet already been written that uh, previously in Posik in Vayikra, Yutes, Posik Gimel, it says over there, Loi Sashik Esreecha, not to withhold wages from your friend. So why would the uh, verse repeat it over here? And Rashi answers, Ella, but laver to transgress Allah Evyoin. If one withholds pay from a worker who is also an Evyoin, who is also destitute, you transgress Bishnei Lavin. You transgress two prohibitions. First of all, The first of all, uh, uh, over here, that the Pesach says, a destitute person you can't uh, 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 withhold the pay. But but for the wealthy person, we already know, you cannot uh, withhold the pay from your friend. So the poor person is included in Re'acha anyways. This Pesach, in other words, anybody cannot uh, be pay, not allowed to be withheld. This Pasuk specifically adds an additional prohibition for withholding the pay of a poor and destitute person, as the Pasuk says, Loi Sashrik Sochir Oni Ve'evyen. Evyen, says Rashi, that Evyen is a level which is even lower than Oni. Rashi says that Evyen means Hatoiv L'chol Dover, who longs for everything, he just needs everything. Um, and uh, the word evyoin is similar to the word toiv, and this is the understanding of the word that he has zero, he has basically nothing. Migercho. Um, so Rashi says, the stranger that we're talking about here is Zeger Tzedek, we're talking about a righteous ger, we're not talking about somebody who just lives amongst you, like we have the ger Toishev, who accept upon themselves not to worship idols, but they still uh, violate all the other mitzvahs of the Torah, they eat non-kosher, etc. But this is talking about the mitzvah of Loisashik, is we're talking about a ger who is a righteous and a complete full ger. But then the Pasik adds Bish Arecha within your cities. Rashi says that this comes to include a Ger Toishov, um, a uh, uh, somebody who lives with you uh, and he just committed uh, to uh, give up idolatry, but he still eats uh, food that is not properly slaughtered, he eats non kosher. And the Torah's 
uh, obligation is not to withhold the pay, whether he is gercho or even if he's just bisharecho. Further, the pasuk also adds asher be'artzecho, that is in your land, and this expression comes to include that it also the pay the schar, the pay for behemah v'kelim, that if you rented a from a person his animal or other uh, 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 vessels, uh, tools for use, and you have to pay him uh, for the use of his vessels or his animal, the prohibition against delaying, delaying the pay applies to that too, not just to a worker who works for you, but also for these other things. Pasuk Tazvav you must pay him in the day his pay. The sun should not set upon him without getting paid, without him getting his pay. Ki onihu, for he is poor. And he risks his life. He carries his soul, risks his life for it, for the pay. And he shall not call on you to Hashem, so that there shall be a sin upon you. The Eilav Unoisas Nafshi says Rashi that he uh, carries his soul, he, he gives up his soul for it, for the money, for the pay, for this reward. He carries himself and endangers even to the point that he might die. He goes up in a rand and he hangs in a tree just to make a living. So therefore it is important that he gets his pay on time. There will be a sin in you. Says Rashi, in any event. Because before the Pasik says, that he shouldn't call upon you to Hashem. But Rashi says that means regardless, whether he calls upon you or not, you'll have a sin. So why would the Torah tell us that he shouldn't call upon you to Hashem? If the bottom line is you have the sin either way. But we are hastened to collect. Hashem quickly punishes quicker if somebody calls against you. So, if shouldn't call on you, because in that way, the punishment is going to become quicker. Fathers should not be put to death because of their children. Uvonim and children, shall not die because of their fathers. Each, each person, in his own sin, will die. Yumsu always albonim, father shall not die uh, for their children. So Rashi says what it means over here, they should not die by the, for their children, it means Be'edus Bonim, through the testimony of the children, which means that children are not permitted to testify uh, against their uh, parents. There would not be valid witnesses. Uh, to put their parents to death, but through their testimony. V'im toimar, 
And if you're going to say, maybe it means that the verse here is talking about the sin of children, as if to say that the parents will not die for the transgressions, for the sins of their sons, of their children. But that has already been stated. Further in the Pasuk it says, Each person dies for his own sin. So we know already that the parents don't die for their children. So what does it say that that the father should not die of their sons? That's coming to tell us that through the testimony of their sons they won't die. Rashi continues, But one who is not considered to be a man. You shall not tilt the judgment of a gear of a stranger or Yosem of an orphan. And you should not take a widow's garment as security for a loan. You should not tilt or, or pervert the judgment from a ger, a stranger or an orphan. Says Rashi, with regards to a wealthy person or any ordinary person for that matter, the person has already Torah has already warned him. It says, "Dvarim tazayin yutes loy satem mishpat." You shall not pervert justice. So why did the Torah have to write over here again not to pervert justice of the Ger Yosem? Vishona be'oni and the Torah repeated it by a poor person. So that you will transgress to prohibition. So when you pervert the justice of a convert, of a ger, of a stranger, and of a yosem, of an orphan, you are transgressing to prohibitions. Why would the Torah want you to transgress to prohibition? Because it is more, it's easier to pervert the justice of a poor person more than you can a rich person. So that's why the Torah had to warn and then repeat again and tell you don't do it again. And you should not take a collateral, the garment of the widow. So again Rashi says, Not during the time of the loan. Which means when you're coming to collect and she doesn't pay, you cannot take the garment as a collateral. But uh, if at the time of the loan she puts up a collateral, uh, her garment, then is okay. If that's the condition that you're giving her the loan. Pasuk and you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt. God, your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I command you, you should do this thing. you shall remember, On this condition I redeemed you, so that you will guard and keep my statutes. Even if there's a loss of money, loss in your pocket in this matter, still you're obligated to listen to them because that's the reason why I redeemed you. Pasikutes. Kisikzer Ksircho Besod Decho. 
when you cut the cut in the field, cutting the grain, and you forget a sheaf in the field. Don't go back to collect it, to take it. Lager for the stranger, layosim for the orphaned, v'lo almonem for the widow, ye, yeah, that shall be. Leman yivarechecho Hashem alekecho, so God your God shall bless you, b'choyl maise yedecho, in all actions of your hand. V'shochachto oimer, and if you forget an oimer, says Rashi, oimer means only that you forgot a little bit uh, a sheaf in the field but the lay godish but not a whole um, stack uh, because if a person forgets a whole stack then he could go back and collect it that's not considered to be shikha bikan omru from this our rabbis said oimer an oimer a sheaf that has two saws it's a large amount, and he forgot it. That's not considered forgotten, and he's permitted to go back and collect it. Now here the Pasik says, then it says, and he says again, you'll forget the, um, the sheaf in the field. Why does it say in the field again? This comes to include, shikhas koma that one forgets standing grain before he, he cut it. If he forgot part of it from cutting, that too is included in shikha. So not only the kitzircha that has been cut down of the tree, and you forget it, that you are not allowed to go back and collect it, but even if you forgot some standing grain, then you cannot go back to collect it. Don't go back to take it. So here we are seeing that the Torah says it doesn't want you to go backwards to collect what you've forgotten. So Mikan Omru, from this our sages said, they learned out, that that is behind the person is considered forgotten. Because in order for a person to go, to go there, he has to go back to get it. But Shalafanov, if there is something in front of him, which means he doesn't have to go back, but it's in the front, that does not constitute for getting, because that does not include it in not returning, because he's not returning to get it, but he's going ahead of it. So that he will bless you. Says Rashi, uh, although that the forgotten grain came to his hand, they weren't intentional. You didn't intend to give it to the poor person, you forgot it over there. But still, because he gets it, he blesses you. How much more so, one who does deliberately wants to give that he gets the blessing. From this we can say, If a person drops a sella from his hand, a coin, from his hand, umotza oni, and a poor person finds it. Then he sparnizba, and he sustained himself with it. Harihu misbarich Allah. So then he, the one who lost it, gets blessed because of here, because here he's getting a blessing for forgetting the shikha. Same thing over there, he's getting a blessing for losing the coin. Pasik 
Chav. Kisach boit zeisecha. When you beat your olive tree, uh, beating it is banging it so the olives drop. That's the way to pick the olives off of the tree. Uh, do not deglorify uh, by picking up all its fruit after you. In other words, leave some fruit, leave some olives on the on the tree. To the stranger, to the orphan, to the widow, yeah, that should be. Load to fire, don't take away its beauty. Don't take away its beauty from him. The beauty of a tree, of an olive tree, is its olives. And by the Torah is saying, Loit to fire, the Torah is saying, that don't take away the beauty and the glory of the tree by totally removing all the fruits. Mikan, so from here we, we see, we learn, that we leave a corner uh, of the, to the tree so as not to take away the entire beauty from the tree. And what is the meaning um, after you? So after you, this refers to the forgotten. So that behind you, after you've left the tree and you've forgotten some uh, fruit over there, then that constitutes shikha and you shall not go back. When you pick the grapes from your vineyard, don't pick after you these small uh, little grapes. To the stranger, to the orphan, to the widow it should be. Don't pick the small grapes. If you find over there, don't take them. What constitutes these small grapes? Any, any cluster that doesn't have katev means a shoulder, and natev means drippings. What does it mean, a shoulder and drippings by the grapes? It's a kind of a cluster when they're so small that they don't have a shoulder or drippings. But, first of all, yesh le'echad man, but if it does have one of them, in other words, the cluster has a cut of a shoulder or it has the drippings, harihil balabais, then it belongs to the balabais. That doesn't go to the poor people. So, Rashi, v'raisi betalmud Yerushalmi, and I saw in the Yerushalmi Talmud, what should be considered uh, a katif? It is a cluster of grapes in which the sprigs of grapes pile one on top of the other, at the top of the cluster, together taking on the shape of a shoulder. And what is natif? Natif. Elu hatluyiz bishidre veyordis. Uh, drippings, these are the grapes suspended from the central stalk of the cluster as though dripping down. You shall remember that you were a slave barrett Mitzrayim, the land of Egypt. Al Kain, therefore, I'm commanding you, Lassus, to do as Adover has said these things. 
when there will be an argument between men, and they come close to the judgment, and they judge them, the judges will judge, they will acquit the righteous one, the innocent one, and they will condemn the guilty one. When there will be an argument, so what happens if there is an argument, says Rashi, at the end of an argument is Lies, Negoshim Elamishpat. At the end, they will go to judgment. If there is a fight and arguments, they will end up in court. Emer Ma'ato. So from here we can say, Ein Sholem Miriva. There can be no peace coming out from amidst of arguments. Mi Goram Who caused Loit to separate himself from the Tzadik, which means that he left Avram Avinu? Havi I must say that this is the argument, the argument between the shepherds of Loit with the shepherds of Avram eventually caused Loit to separate himself totally from the Tzadik from Avram. They will condemn the guilty, says Rashi. Yochel, one may think, anybody who was found guilty in judgment, like him, should get Malchus. Because in the, first, in the next Pasik, in the next verse, we talk about giving lashes to the guilty one. So maybe anyone, any case you're guilty, you get lashes. Talmud Laimar, the Pasik teaches us, the verse says, If he is uh, someone who needs to get the lashes, this evil person. At times he will get lashes, sometimes he will not get lashes. So who then is the one that does get the lashes? So we learn it from the subject, from the matter that comes right close to the Pasuk in where it talks about lashes, which is the Pasuk of You shall not muzzle the ox while it's threshing. And that is a prohibition. So for somebody violating such a prohibition, he would get the lashes. But the condition is that it's a law, it's a prohibition, that is not mitigated to a positive commandment. Which means, sometimes the prohibition has with it that if you do the prohibition, then you can correct it by doing the essay, by doing the positive. So the, uh, the rule for giving malchus is for giving the lashes, it has to be a prohibition that is not mitigated to an eser. Pasuk beis, and it shall be if the guilty one incurs lashes, the pilay hashayfet, and the judge shall make him lean over, the call the fun of. And he should flog him in front of him, uh, in the amount of his crime. That's how many uh, lashes. We'll see in the Rashi. The pillar shayfet that the uh, judge uh, has him lean over. Malamed, this teaches us, we don't give him the lashes, not while he is standing, not while he is sitting, and while he is leaned over. Then it says, in front of him, 
Lefonov Kidei Rishasei. So Rashi, in front of him, you give Kidei Rishasei one. But Ulaakharov, and in his back, you give him Kidei Shtayim, you give him two. Mikan Omru, from here, the sages say, Malkin Oisoi Shtei Yodois Melachrov. You give him two hands, meaning two thirds in the back. Ushlish Milfanov, and one third from in front. So he's beaten on his back two thirds, and on his chest and his front one third. Bemispar, Kidelish also Bemispar. Now, Ve'ene Nokud Bamispar, but it's not. Nakuda, uh, the vowel is not Bamispur. Bamispur would mean uh, in the number, in the Posik ends, Kidayrish Osoy, Bamispur in the number. But Lomad, the Bamispur teaches us Shehudavuk, that it's connected to the next word, next word, which comes the next Posik. Loimer to say, Bamispur Arboim, in the number of 40. It's not end, Bamispur, it's not a. And but it's bemispar arboim, the mount of arboim. But v'lo arboim shleimim. That means not full forty. Elaminian shehu sukam umashlim arboim. That is a number that leads up to the full total of forty. Vehein arboim chosar achas. That's forty minus one, which is the thirty-nine lashes. Pasuk gimel arboim yakenu. He should flog him forty lashes. Lo Yosef, he shall not exceed. Pen Yosef la lest you add to flog him aleila more than these makoraba, more severe flogging. Venikla achicha leinecha, and your brother will be degraded before your eyes. Lo Yosef says Rashi. Mikan Azhara, from where we have here have a warning, for a person not to strike his friend. And your brother will be degraded. All day he was called Russia. The Pasik was calling him Russia the whole time. All of a sudden, Pasik calls him your brother. Once he's gotten the Malkas Krachicha, he's calls him your brother. Because once he's punished, he's your brother. Pasik Dalit. Loi Saksoim Shoir Bidishai. You shall not muzzle an ox when it is threshing the grain. Loi Saksoim Shoir Bidishai says Rashi Diber Hakois Kosov Behoive. The Pasik was speaking in the common place, what takes usually place that the one who usually plows um, by the one who usually threshes is an ox that's the animal that's used for threshing but the same thing is true to any tame animal or wild animal or bird that do work which is connected to food and the animal wants to eat while it's doing the uh, work then you're not Permitted to muzzle, and you would be violating the prohibition of lesachsum shor bedishay. Im kain lama nemar shor. So why would the Torah have to say an ox? The Torah just said lesachsum bedishay, not the muzzle while threshing. Why an ox while threshing? Lahoitzi as adam. This is coming to exclude a human being. A human being is permitted to be muzzled if you are going to 
um, um, have a human being plow or do the threshing, then the human being can be muzzled. Although there is a mitzvah to allow him to eat the fruit as we learned before, we learned before, which is the mitzvah from a, a worker that works that he should be able to eat. Mitzvah say, but the prohibition of leisachsim does not apply. Bedishoi, you should not uh, muzzle the animal while threshing. Yochel, you may think, let him muzzle it from the outside, so that when the animal comes inside, it'll be muzzled. Talmud Loimar, that's why the Torah says, Don't muzzle the ox in any event. Why does the Torah says not to muzzle the ox by threshing? Loimarloch to teach you that this law of not muzzling has to be similar to daish to threshing. Ma daish, just like threshing, is special that it has two things, two qualities. When you thresh, the job has not yet been completed. In other words, you still have to go ahead and grind the grain and, and do all the other work with the grain, and which means you're not chayv yet in miser, it's not completed uh, ready yet. And also, it grows from the ground. So, all that are similar to it. When do we say that you can't muzzle if it meets these two qualifications that its work has not been complete and it grows from the ground? Work is excluded. Yotza goes out, excludes. Hachoylev, one who uh, is milking the animal. Vamagabin, he makes cheese. Vamachabitz, he makes uh, buttermilk. Shengidulim in that doesn't grow from the ground. Yotza halosh, vamakatev, it excludes also one who needs. Or one who bamakatev, one who rolls out the the dough to shape. In this case, the work has been complete. You already obligated chala. That too does not include it in lesachshem shabidisha. Yotza also this excludes haboydel betmorim ubi gregris, one who separates the dates and the figs that have been bunched together. So when you separate him, once you separate him, they're completed. Now you're obligated the meiser. So anything that would have the chiyuv meiser or truma or chala uh, to it, then that's not like daish. There's no isur of leisachsim. And the same thing is, it has to come from the ground. Parshas kiseitze shvi, the second chelik, starting with pasuk hey. Pasuk hey ki yeshvu achim yachdov when brothers will sit together, umeis achad mehem, and one of them dies. Uvein ein loi, and a son there isn't to him, he had no son. Loi siya eishes hameis, so the wife of the woman shall not be hachutza to the outside liish zor, to a strange man, meaning she cannot marry somebody else. Yivoma yovei oleho, hur yobom, that's the 
deceased husband's brother, the brother of the husband that passed away, Yavoy Aleha, she'll be intimate with her, Ulakakaloy Isha, and he'll take it, take her for himself for a wife, Viyima, and he should be Meyabim here. Kiyeshvu Achim Yagdov, when brothers sits together, explains Rashid, what this means is Shahisolahem Yeshiva Achaz Ba'ilam. They were sitting together as one in this world. This means, this excludes Laishis Achiv to a wife of a brother that wasn't in his world. This means that let's say that the brother who dies and leaves his wife and they never had children and later on there is a brother born to the dead brother who's already died, another brother is born, so that brother is not obligated in the Yavama, matter of fact, it's also for him to marry the brother's wife, because our Pasuk, when there is a mitzvah of Yibam, is Yeshva Achim Yachdov, that they were together in this world. From the uh, word Yachdov together, uh, together means that they are together and they share in the inheritance. Uh, this means that they are brothers from one father because they would share the inheritance of their father. This excludes if he has a brother from his mother's side. There is a brother, they share one mother, then that law of Yibum does not apply to him. Uvein ein he has no son. Now the word ein means no, doesn't have not a son, but it can also be interchanged with the letter ayin. So uh, from the Gemara we say that bein ein ayin alav. You have to look into, investigate upon him to make sure that he has nothing, uh, neither a ben nor a son, or bas nor a daughter. Oi, or he has a ben haben, a son's sons perhaps, or a bas haben or a daughter's son, a ben habas, or a son of a daughter, a bas habas, or a daughter's daughter. In any of these cases, if there is any uh, descendant, any children from that brother, then the this law of Yibum does not apply. Pasuk Vav. V'hoya, and it will be, Habechoyer, the oldest one of the brothers that is, uh, of the brother that died, the oldest one, he has the mitzvah, to do the yibum, so it'll be that that bechayr who does the yibum asher teled that she will give birth, meaning that he marries somebody that gives birth. As Rashi will explain that if the woman can't give birth, then there is no law of yibum. Yakum al shem ochiv hames. So this brother who does the yibum, he stands up uh, on the name of his brother who died uh, to get his portion of the inheritance. As we'll see in Rashi, and his name should not be obliterated from Israel. And the Bechoyer will be the one uh, who does the Yibum. But normally the word Bechoyer means the firstborn. In this case, it means Gedoyl Ha'achim, not necessarily the firstborn, but the oldest of the brothers. There may be a sister, so that renders. Uh, none of the brothers, a Bechor, or, or what else, or maybe one of them died. But the Bechor in this case refers to the eldest of the brothers, who, Miyabim Oiso, he is the one that performs the Yibum. The Pasik says, Asher Teilid, that she gives birth. So the Torah is trying to tell us here that the woman 
that has the yibum needs to be able to give birth. So, prat la'aylunis, this excludes an aylunis, she'ena yiladis, who does not, cannot give birth. Yakum al shem ochiv, he stands up on the name of his brother, meaning the brother who does the yibum stands up on the name and the place of his brother. Says Rashi, zeshi yibum es ishtoy, the one that performed the yibum to the wife of the brother that deceased, that died, Yitel will take Nachlas Hames, also the inheritance of the, the of the one who died, the brother died, in the ashes of his father. So in addition to his own share, because he's a brother, what he gets from his father's inheritance, he will also take the portion of the brother for the fact that he was Miyabim, performed the Yibim on his wife. And uh, his name should not be obliterated. Zokhtarashi, Prat, this excludes Laishis Soris, a wife of a Soris. Uh, which means that if the brother was a Soris who cannot have children, his name was a erased anyways, regardless, because he could not have a children beforehand. So therefore, uh, the laws of Yibum do not apply to the woman of such a wife. So if that brother was a Saris, then there's no law of Yibum. Pasuk Zayin. If the man does not wish to take his brother's wife. So this Yivamtoi, this brother's wife goes up to the gate to the elders. And she says, My refuses to stand up for his brother, shame be Yisrael, a name in Israel. He refuses to be Miyabimi. Hashara to the gate. So in this case, it means like it translates it not to the gate of the city, but to the gate of Bezin. So she goes up to the gate of Bezin. So the elders of the city call him, the elders of his city, with Dibru, a love, and they speak to him. Va'amad, and he stands up. Va'amad, and he says, I do not wish to take her. Dr. Rashi, Va'amad, that he must declare it Ba'amida while he is standing. Then it says, Va'amad, and he says, Ba'loshoin ha'koydish. Va'afhi, and also she, the woman, when she speaks, Dvarea, her words, is Beloshen HaKodesh, is in Loshen HaKodesh. Veniksha Yivimtoi Eilov. So this Yivimtoi, this wife's brother, this brother's wife, comes close to him. Le'eni Azekenim, before the eyes of the elders. Vecholtzon Nalei Me'al Ragloi, and she removes his shoe from his foot. Ve'yorko Bifonov, and she spits in front of him. Ve'onso, and she raises her voice. Ve'omra, and she says, Kocho ye'oso le'ish. So shall be done to the man, asher lo'yivna, that does not build as base Ochiv, the uh, uh, brother's house. So, Trashi, ve'yorko Bifonov, she shall spit before his face. Uh, Trashi doesn't mean in his face, but al-gabe karka, but rather on the floor in front of his face. Asher lo yivna that does not build. Okay. Now the lotion in the pasuk is asher lo yivna that does not build. Mikan. So from here, from this language, we learn lemisha chalatz, one who performed chalitza for his 
brother's, from his deceased brother's wife. That afterwards he cannot go back and now be miyabim her and marry her. The like see because the verse doesn't say Asher Leibana who did not build. In other words, that it's only in the past he didn't want, but he can change his mind. El Asher Leibna that he will not build because we say Kivan Shalebana if he didn't build at the time when he had the opportunity before Khalitsa Shuv Layivna so then again he will not build. Vinikra Shmoi Bi Yisrael and the name of that family will be called in Israel Beis Chalutz Hanal, the family of the one whose shoe was removed. Vinikra Shmoi Bagaimir says Rashi Mitzvah, it is the duty al kola imdim sham and all those who stand there to proclaim Laimar Khalutz Hanal. They say Khalutz Hanal, whose shoe was removed. Pasikidalov. Ki Yinotsu Anoshim Yahdov. Ishvachiv. Men were fighting one another, a man and his brother. The Korva Ishisa Echod. And the wife of one of them approaches Lahatzilas Isha Miyad Makeyu to rescue her husband from his assailant. She stretches forth his hand. They were arguing. Says Rashi, eventually it will happen that love of the Makas will bring to, to fighting, to beating up each other. As it says in the Pasuk, after they were fighting, Miyad Makeyu from the hand that was beating him, from his assailant. Ain Shalim Peace cannot result from strife. Pasikid Beis Vekatsoisa is Kapo. Necho. You shall cut off her hand. Do not have pity. Your eyes should not have pity. So Flashi, Vekatsoisa is Kapo. We don't mean it literally, but Mamin. The may that is the money she has to pay money, the of embarrassments. Hakoil lefi hamevayish, vehamizbayish. Everything depends on the one who did the embarrassing and the one that was embarrassed. There's a different price because embarrassment is not valued the same depending on who does it and who is embarrassed. Perhaps this is not the interpretation, but we actually mean that you have to cut off her hand, actually her hand. So, here the verse uses the language, do not have pity. And before, in the other place, by before you test it, it says, also do not have mercy. Just like over there is money, over here too means money. Over there, Rashi explains how would we know uh, that it's talking about money by the Edim Zoymimim, and because over there it's Mamim, the Xerishava, we say over here it means money too. Posikid Gimel. Lo you should not have in your pocket Evan va Evan, a stone and a stone. These were stones to main meant to weigh things. Gadoila Uktano, a large one and a small one. Rashi says, Evan ve'evan mishkoilus. This means that they are weights, uh, and you weights the merchandise in business. Gedoylo u'katano. Now, this gedoylo and katano, the big and the small one, is talking about. Rashi says, Gedoylo shemakheshes as katano. The big one contradicts the small one, which means you know you're presenting that they're both the same weight, but. Uh, 
you uh, in reality one of them is weighs more and one of them weighs less. You should not purchase with the larger one. That means that you're cheating the uh, seller because you're buying and you're using the larger one as the right weight. But umagzer and you return when you sell, you sell with the katana. So then you're cheating. In that case, the buyer. You shall not keep in your house These are measures for A large one and a small one Now the Pasuk uses Shall not be to you And Rashi says this is also to be understood If you do so You'll have nothing So nothing will be to you Pasuk Tezvav Even Shleimah V'Tzedek Yilach uh, you shall have a full and honest weight. Eifa shleim of a tzedek yilach, a full and honest eifa measure should be to you. Maman yerichu yamechas or your long will prolong your days. Allah dama on the earth. Hashem Hashem lekecha noisad loch that God your God gives to you. Even shleim of a tzedek yilach shall be to you. So Rashi imasisa kain if you do so yilacha harbe then you will have a lot. Pasuk tezayin. For it's the abomination of God your God. Call anyone who does this. Call Ovel. Anybody who does injustice. Remember what a Molik did to you on the way as you were going out of Egypt, the fact that he started the war with you. If you lie in the measurements and in the weights, then you should worry about the provocation of the enemy. Because it says in the Pesach, weights that are cheating, cheating weights are the abomination of God. And afterwards it says, when willful wickedness comes, then comes disgrace. That is, after you intentionally seen by using deceitful scales, the enemy will come to provoke you into war. And this will be a disgraceful matter to you. How we happened upon you on the way and cut off all the stragglers at your uh, back at the rear and you were faint and weary and he did not fear Hashem uh, this means a chance an occurrence he happened to come across the way it's a lotion of impurity of a carry Another interpretation, Loshen Koir V'choim, a language of cold and heat. He cooled down and he took away the boiling, the soft of boiling. For all the nations were afraid to have war with you. And this one came, and he began, and he showed the place to others. It's an example, a parable of a heated up bathtub. No creature can go down inside it. So one evil person came, 
and he jumps viyared l'toicha, and he descended into it. Afal pishen nichva, although he got burnt, he kara oisa bifnei achedim, he cooled it off in front of others. Vayzanev b'cha, and cut off. Look, Rashi makas zonov. All those stragglers at your rear, they were lacking strength because of their sin. Because the cloud would uh, spit them out, would expel them. And you were faint and weary. You were faint and thirst. The nation that was thirsty for water. And afterwards it says, That was from the journey, the tiredness of the journey. And he didn't fear, who didn't fear? Amalek. He didn't feel Hashem, from do bad to you. When Hashem your God grants you respite from all your enemies around you, in the land that God your God gives you an inheritance, to inherit it. You shall erase and obliterate and obliterate as Zeichen Amolik, the remembrance of Amolik, Metachas Hashemayim, for underneath the heavens, Loi Sishkach, you shall not forget. Timcha Zeichen Amolik, says Rashi, Me'ish v'ad isha, from a man to a woman, Me'oylel v'ad yonik, from an infant to a suckling, Mishoyr v'ad seh, from an ox to a sheep. As the Pesach says, Shmuel Aleph, Tezvav, Pesach Gimel. So the name Amolik should not even be mentioned even over an animal. This animal was of Amolik, so that too should not happen.